Hello everyone and welcome back to Behind Closed Doors. In my last episode, I was talking to you about my withdrawals and my symptoms of coming off in Xanax. In today's episode, I would like to continue that episode in a part two. Now, let me begin where I left off. During my first year off Xanax, I had not gotten any relief from my agoraphobia. Some days it was worse than others. Usually I feel safe as long as I am with my husband, but sometimes things can turn for the worse and the agoraphobia goes into full-fledged panic attack. Those are the worst. You're away from your safe place and now you're vulnerable to your fear. It feels like someone is crushing your chest and your heart begins to race. This, in return, causes you to start overthinking everything. While you stand there frozen in fear, you begin to contemplate every worst-case scenario you can think of. The first scenario is that you think you're having a heart attack, which you know you're not, but the brain that is damaged because of coming off your benzo is the one now in control. Next, you start to shake all over, and it becomes uncontrollable. This brings on the thought that you're having a seizure. Now, seizures are possible with bundle withdrawal, but at the time, I had not had a seizure. You begin to go into panic. Your safe place is not near you, and you just want to hide in a corner until the awful feelings go away. Since you are nowhere near your safe place, the feelings seem to take forever to pass, and you have to fight through them. Whenever I start to feel unsafe in my surroundings, no matter where I am, I rush out of the area and try to find a safe place. Most likely, it is a vehicle that I came in. But if I'm somewhere I got dropped off at, the fear stays with me until I am picked up. With agoraphobia, you do not feel like yourself. Your surroundings do not look like they used to before you came off your benzo. Agoraphobia is a phobia I am trying desperately to concur, but I have not had any luck concurring it. People say to try exposure therapy, which means you put yourself in a situation to battle the fear. You may say to yourself, that seems impossible. Now, what is exposure therapy? Exposure therapy is you walk outside your safe zone for a minute, then you try it again, another day at two minutes, and so on. I have not been able to attempt this because of my husband's work schedule, and part of my agoraphobia is that I have fear of being alone. So if my husband is not home, I will not try to attempt it. Now, I will not say that near the middle of my first year, I did not go outside. I did. But when I did, I made sure I was a quick run back to my safe place. It is scary to suffer with agoraphobia, and I hope that one day I will get over that fear. Hopefully, I can start my exposure therapy soon. Amoxophobia is another big phobia I have. You're probably saying to yourself, I have heard a lot of phobias, but that one is new to me. Is it made up? No, it is not made up. I actually learned that word during a Google search. I was curious as to why I had panic attacks whenever I got behind the wheel of my car. I wondered why I felt my heart racing out of control behind the wheel of my car, and I wondered why everything in front of me looked weird as I forced myself to drive. I learned that I have amoxophobia. 
Amaxophobia is the fear of driving, also the fear of being a passenger in a vehicle. Do not ask me how I ended up with that phobia, because to this day, I have no clue. I cannot figure out what triggered it. Maybe nothing triggered it, and it was just my brain overreacting. Even though I am a year off at the time, I am still learning about all the symptoms I have. Whenever I get in a vehicle as a passenger, I begin to panic. It seems like the person's driving is altered as I look out the windshield. Whenever the driver would make a turn or go around a curve, I would grab the, what you would call, the old shit handle. You know what the old shit handle is, right? It's the handle above your door. I experienced panic attacks in a vehicle. The worst experiences I had was when I was in a vehicle with my husband's mother. She rarely keeps her eyes on the road and messes around with everything. The radio, lighting a cigarette, reaching down to the floorboard, reaching back to her dogs, and the list goes on. She is a very unsafe driver. Many times she'd go over the yellow line and there would be traffic coming. She would always yell, which made no sense because she was at fault. Learn to drive. As if it was the driver's fault, the driver was close to hitting her. One time while she was messing around with something, we almost hit a deer head on. She'd say, where did that come from? I didn't see it. Of course you didn't, because your eyes were not on the road. It got to the point that I would not ride in the vehicle with her unless it was extreme necessary. So dealing with her was not helping my amaxophobia at all. To this day, I do not know how anyone would do safely exposure therapy in their vehicle. Body aches, muscle aches, and twitches I still deal with at a year off. And like I said, this is me discussing the year off withdrawals and symptoms. I have seen a chiropractor, which I do not go to anymore since I cannot afford it. And I had sessions with him. He stated that my spine is misaligned. That may be the case, but I also think it is just one of those stupid symptoms from coming off of Xanax. When you come off of any benzo, you experience a lot of body aches, muscle aches, and twitches because your brain is not cooperating. From sun up until I fall asleep, I don't feel my pain in my sleep because I am asleep. I suffer with body aches. My back hurts the worst of them all. I cannot stand in one spot for too long, and I cannot sit in one spot for too long. When I first came up with Xanax, I was clueless as to why I was in so much pain. I would go to the hospital for them to give me fluids and a pain reliever, then send me home because they saw nothing wrong with me. It became an everyday and night battle. My husband and I even went out and bought a new mattress. We thought maybe the used mattress we had was causing my problems. It may have contributed to some of my pain, but I know that it didn't contribute to all of my pain. No matter what I did to relieve the pain, it was no help. My body just did not want to cooperate with me. I tried over-the-counter pain relievers, muscle rubs, and heating pads. None helped. To this day, that pain is still an issue for me. Hopefully it doesn't last forever because I could not handle that. For the muscle aches, that has been a challenge for me. 
I wake up every morning unable to move my arm. For a while, it was contributed to pain from my COVID vaccine that I had gotten. It was the same arm and it started hurting right after I got the booster. But it has been months since I got the booster and the pain is still there. Other than my arm hurting, my legs hurt as well. They start hurting, mainly in my knees, and I feel like I cannot walk. Many times I have said that I am going to need a cane or a walker just so I can walk. Not being able to be mobile is not an experience that anyone wants to feel, especially at my age. The other muscle aches that I have are in my hands and neck. Now, I do have essential tremor that can contribute to a lot of the weakness in my hands, but after coming off from Xanax, it did get worse. My neck hurting could come from the head tremor that I have, but again, it got worse after coming off from Xanax. I am sure you are curious about the twitches. I get them a lot in my legs, usually they are at night, but I have felt them at other times. I could be laying in my bed and all of a sudden my leg jerks. Now, you could shrug it off as my essential tremor, but my leg twitches was not something I started to have until I came off Xanax. Every once in a while, my stomach twitches. Feels like when I was pregnant. It is a weird sensation, especially since I know I am not pregnant. These twitches come out of the blue, and you never expect them when they do come. Living a whole year with head pressure, neck pain, eye pain, back pain, stomach pain, digestive issues, weaknesses, anxiety, depression, panic attack, agoraphobia, amoxophobia, leg pain, balance issues, eating disorders, weight loss, weight gain, light sensitivity, sound sensitivity, tinnitus, and sleeping problems has been a complete nightmare. Some of these have lightened up and some of these have gotten worse. The ones that got worse started to get worse in April of 2022. Mainly, I started to feel like I did in the beginning of coming off in Xanax. I am still going through this right now. Not fun at all. Now, with those two episodes about my withdrawals and my symptoms, I was actually reading to you from my journal, which I did turn into a book. And I wrote that book in October of 2022. Currently, I am two years off of Xanax. So these withdrawals and these symptoms are going to be what I was talking about in my first year off. Later, I'm going to explain to you the symptoms and withdrawals that I had closer to my two years off and at my two years off. So what I was talking about are withdrawals and symptoms at the beginning to a year off. Now, I know I gave you a lot of information about my withdrawals and my symptoms, and I hope I wasn't talking too fast. Um, I'm not used to reading something and recording it for somebody else to listen to. It's not something I usually do. I usually have a fear of doing things like that. But since this is a topic that I want to get out to everybody, I need to do it. And I've never done something like this before. So I'm very new to it. So like I have said, if you have any 
like questions or suggestions about my episode or my podcast, you can email me at behindcloseddoors.podcast23 at gmail.com. I do have that in the description of this episode. So in case you don't remember what the email is, it's right there in the description. So I'm going to let you all go. And I hope you learned a lot from the two episodes about my withdrawals and my symptoms from the beginning of coming off of Xanax to my one year point. So I hope you continue listening as I continue to tell you my story of my road to recovery. Everybody have a wonderful day.